Hey, my name is Anthony O'Connell. I'm a man with a high voice and a podcast. We do a feast or pass, rate it one to feast, great dining experiences, and more. Ian Holmes of Coastal Local. We talk about his top three Columbus, Ohio restaurants, Donato's Pizza vs. Massey's, the freshest seafood in all of Columbus, Ohio, Coastal Local's amazing lobster roll on Omega's artisan bread, how Ian felt when he was able to have his business in the North Market, biting off more than you can chew in order to progress quickly, how to tell if seafood is fresh, leftover food gets a bad rap, but Ian loves it, Ian's rock and roll days and eating junk food on the road. I currently only post food I like, but I would definitely sell out for the right price. Ian's top three sushi restaurants in Columbus, Ohio. Filet of fish from McDonald's. Feast or pass? <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Hard pass? Well, it depends on what time of night it is. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, two in the morning, maybe you'll consider it, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> um, what about this? Is another casual one frozen fish sticks, like from the grocery store or something? I don't trust what's in those. Let's take a pass on those. <laughs> you don't trust those? You don't think you think it's like like sketchy, kind of like a hot dog, but the fish world? exactly that's exactly what i think <laughs> so if if someone were to come to columbus what three restaurants would you say what are the top three must visit columbus restaurants and the number one that i it's a hidden gem in grandview it's called la tabla it's a handmade italian the guy every morning he's making all of the noodles he's every the the only freezer they have is a little one that holds their gelato and like everything he uses is for he actually he's one of the people who that he walks the walk he doesn't even, he doesn't have to put the ohio pride symbol on his on his front door he actually uses farmers and like i mean i couldn't i couldn't recommend that place enough to anyone i mean that's my number one restaurant in town dude i'm a, sold i've never been there before but you literally sold me that was like a commercial that sounds truly incredible yeah i mean everything's they have a they have a little set menu they do but the most is a big chalkboard so it changes every day and they do Sunday family dinner with they'll make whatever is left that they've made from that the weekend they'll they'll make into family portions and I mean they're just they do a really great job what's your like favorite said, pasta do you have a favorite pasta uh I love uh I'm not gonna say it right and he's gonna laugh at me when I but Agnolotti uh-huh. it's uh it's like he does uh oxtail and puts it in Agnolotti and it's incredible Whoa. that sounds fire <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like penny vodka or something but you look fancy yeah super fancy come on dude i love a good oxtail that's awesome what about your number two what's your number two place there's a a, another restaurant in upper arlington called lupo it's like a tapas restaurant they uh i mean they do yeah tapas the small plates the three bite plates and they're they're just mind-blowing flavors that you can't really can't get anywhere else i mean there's there's people who try tapas but this these are legit I love that place. I love tapas. It's about 70% seafood too, which helps. Hell yeah. (laughs) Dude, tapas are the best because it's like, if you go eat dinner with like six to eight people, you might, maybe if they're cool, chill people, you can have a bite of everything. But with tapas, you get legit a bite of everything. It's so Yeah, exactly. Love tapas. Me too. What what about number three? Third third restaurant must visit. Number three, and this is one that I'm fairly new to because we just went into the North Market downtown what two months ago Poyos, the somalian place there that it changed my life i've never had flavors like that anywhere before and and then just in a fast casual thing like that the the experience you get there the nicest most humble people and i i mean i can't say enough good things about them as human beings let alone their food this sambusas i've never had them before in my life but fried pastries full of meat yes please <laughs> like 
It's I like mean, a fancy I, hot pocket. It is. I eat there at least twice a week. And I, I mean, and I won't stop anytime soon. Dude, that's incredible. You love food so much. I can tell you truly love it. You get pumped. <laughs> like you're excited talking about it. You're very good at describing places. What would you say your elevator pitch is uh, for your place? How, how would you describe your place to someone that asked? Mm, I mean, I guess for the, the fresh market side of it is in landlocked Columbus, you're never going to find a fresher seafood. I mean, some of this stuff is less than 24 hours out of the ocean. That when I call the dock in the morning, we get it 11 hours later to the stand. I mean, you're never gonna have, you're never gonna find fresher seafood. And I hope that when you're here, we can help you figure out what you're gonna do with it to cook it. And you have a, an overall experience that we'll remember when remember you when you come back. We want you to tell us how how we did. You know, it's it's one of those uh, a personal experiences. What I would like to be known for. Even if it's not, even if, we, if people say, what's the seafood they ever had? I hope that they had a personal experience and remember us. That's awesome, dude. I love that. The freshest seafood in all the land and a personal <laughs> experience. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever worked in the service industry, like as a server or busboy, anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I worked at all the Pizza Hut on uh, South High Street there. I was the only male server in high school. Dude, that place used to rule, man, back in the day. Well, how about that? Pizza Hut Feaster Pass. Uh, I guess I'll pass. It's not a hard pass, though. Out of the chains, would would you say Pizza Hut's one of the best, one of the worst? Where are you placing it? Mm, I would put it to a closer to the bottom than the top. Do you consider Donato's a chain? Because I feel like it's technically a chain, but it's not like a national chain. Yeah, what is, I guess, is it Midwest or is it? I think it's Midwest only. Ohio, I know it's, and it's up there on my guilty pleasures. I try to be political and say everyone rules and a lot of places do rule, but I personally like Massey's over Donato's. How about you? Dude, I can walk to Massey's from my house. I, before the pandemic, I lived at that bar there. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, man. I'm into it. One to feast. It's kind of like one to five, but we say feast for fun. A cold lobster roll. One to feast. Oh, feast. Feast? So feast is five? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Feast. Dude, your lobster roll is so freaking good. Good, like, I'm glad. It's like all caps feast, shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> it's amazing. The it's just, That was kind of an afterthought of what we were going to do here. We, I mean, we're going to sell fresh fish. We're like, yeah, we, we also get this insane lobster. Let's make a, a basic lobster roll. And then we expanded on it. And that, we get more publicity about that than we do anything else right now. Isn't that funny how it works, man? Like yeah. just the most random things will, will blow up or some idea you thought would rule tanks. Like it's so weird exactly, how that works. Yeah. <laughs> your lobster roll like obviously the lobster is super fresh and amazing but what I really loved was the roll itself like no disrespect to the seafood because I feel like anybody can do the lobster part well but the the bread for me is like an x factor where do you yeah. guys get your bread because that was phenomenal I agree 100% we get it from Omega they're they're in the north market downtown so we when we first started we went to her to to create a bun for us and she knocked it out of the park I mean, it, it, in the beginning, she couldn't even keep up with them, how many we were going through. So it's uh, it's starting to level off now. But I, I agree. I think that's just as important as what we're putting in it. For sure, man. And you got the cool presentation. And I love how you guys don't cheap out on the fries, meaning there's a lot of them and they're seasoned to perfection. Like they're super delicious. Like Good. I'm glad. Sometimes I wonder if uh, we're going overboard, if anyone even cares about the fries, but it sounds, sounds like people do. What is it like a Parmesan herb, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Phenomenal, man. I love it. Congratulations, Good. by the way, dude. Like, I love the North Market. I'm a North Market super fan. Like, I've loved it since I was a kid. Like, how excited were you when you were accepted into the North Market? 
Oh my gosh. I mean, my, when I started this, I started the wholesale of Coastal Local 10 years ago and I supplied the guy that was in the North Market at the time. And my, all I ever wanted to do was be that guy. I wanted to have my own stand. I wanted to be the go-to guy for all that. And then when the one in Bridge Park was opening up when we uh, presented to the board there, or whatever, it was pretty exciting to get in there. And then the one downtown at no fault of his own, I mean, was forced to close. And then they offered that to me. We weren't in any position to take it over, but I'm like, that's what I, I feel like we'll be there for 20 years when we come in now. So it's uh, I'm a, I'm a huge North Market fan. I've worked with those guys for the last decade and I, I couldn't be more happy. That's incredible. So, so they came to you, you didn't have to like pitch yourself. They were like, <laughs> Hey, we have the spot opening up. Are you down? Yeah. So they, uh, I had been in a couple magazines <laughs> the executive director he reached out to me and said that there was some opportunity he said you still need to present everything to the board of directors here but we uh we already know who you are <laughs> that's incredible man so yeah. did that give you a lot of confidence going into the pitch it did yeah and i shucked oysters for him and i don't really i mean i've always been fine with talking to people so <laughs> it went really well that's incredible man you know they ask a lot of questions that to try to throw me off, but I'm, I'm quick. <laughs> do you remember one of these curveballs? I'd love to hear one of these curveball questions. Yeah, they were like, uh, what do you think for your weekly inventory? The They're like asking about financial stuff. They're like, how much do you think you can put aside to have for your weekly? And I'm like, no clue. I'm not even in there yet. <laughs> like in my mind, I'm like that. I'm like, yeah, I feel like we can easily have the X amount in this. And I saw that you, you recently started um, a delivery service. You're delivering straight to people's houses. Yeah, we actually started that the week when everything shut down the first time, because I had at the time I only had I had three other employees. And we had four we had four trucks, and I could still get the fish. I didn't have anywhere to go with it, so we created a like a, a curated bundle kind of thing, and we would deliver it, and it blew up. I mean, at one point we had over three hundred deliveries in one week. It's kind of it's leveled off now, but I mean, this next week it's it's pretty busy, but it's kind of it was really fun to watch through social media. People were trying things they'd never tried before. Their kids were eating stuff. It was actually, it was, it was very good, not only financially, but it was good to get people trying that. And in the long run, now they know our name. They have, they have our, our bag at their house. They know we're in the North Market. Um, it was this whole grand scheme that I didn't actually plan out. What made you think of that great idea? I mean, I guess it was kind of a natural progression. We, we have the trucks, we have all these refrigerated vans that we can drive around town and drop off. We didn't, we bit off more than we could chew, but it took a couple more months for a couple of the other bigger companies in town to start doing the exact same thing. So well, they, it's uh, the biggest form of flattery is, you know. Imitation is the best yeah, form of flattery, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I think you should bite off more than you chew. You can chew because I feel like you're never going to be 100% ready for anything. So you might as well just jump for it. Like say you're 70% ready. I say dive all in and go for it. I think that's great Absolutely. that you went for it. Dude, I've crashed and failed before. I'm sure <laughs> I'll do it again sometime. Just no. fail forward to just try your best, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so with these refrigerated trucks, do you drive them now that, are you too busy as doing like owner stuff? <laughs> well, I should be if I were to, uh, write it all down the things I could be doing to make more money for the company. But I am, I'm, but, but the thing I started this all on is I'm the person who sees your fish. I take it to the, to the restaurant. I talk to the chef. I mean, they trust me and I don't want to lose that in this whole thing. But also now that these stands are like, 
we want to talk to the guy that's in the magazine. He knows all about the fish. I'm like, well, every, we all know about them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a fine line. I at least try to see all my restaurants once a week that I supply their seafood for, which I talk about biting off more than you can chew. Dude, I think that's important. And like, people love being like acknowledged and heard and like, they love to feel like you care about them and you going there shows them that you care. And like, I think that's amazing. That's incredible. I mean, and, and the whole scheme of things I do care about, I mean, I only work with restaurants that use quality stuff. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not doing an Applebee's. Like I, I, this is actually, I know these people, I know their families. I know what they're doing. I know they're struggling. I'm, I'm buying to go food from them. I, I, I honestly do care about all my, all my chefs that I work with. I just want, I mean, that sounds like a bullcrap thing, but I actually, I mean, I really do care about, I, I've invested time and I do care in, about them. So when you, when you drive out to the, the coast to get this amazing seafood, what are you doing? Are, are you a man who cares about making good time or are you <laughs> kind of like leave two hours early so you can be chill on the road? So here's the great thing now is that I have people that uh, bring the stuff off the docks, pack it up for me and drive it to me because we have enough weight now. And it nice. makes it worse. So I don't have to do that anymore. But in the beginning, that's what it would. I go out there, and that was how I made. I'd walk the dock, make relationships with people, and learn where stuff's coming from. Make sure that I'm not. I'm getting it from the right people. I mean, that's that was how I learned. I mean, I worked for a bigger company before this, and all I did was just drive a truck. I had no idea what was going on. And then for me to learn all of it, I needed to. I needed to be out there, and, and it it's paid dividends. That's cool, man. So do you have any pro tips for your average consumer? Like how can I go and tell if the seafood is amazing top shelf quality? The one thing that drives me crazy is that when people say that good seafood shouldn't smell, it should smell and it should smell like what it's supposed to smell like. A grouper smells like a grouper, a halibut smells like a halibut. Like if there's, they just shouldn't stink. <laughs> but uh, I mean, my, my pro tip for anybody, if you're buying whole fish, you just look, everybody look for clear eyes. I mean, you we, we can all tell. I mean, if, if it looks awful, it's off. <laughs> there's, there's no salvaging it after that. I mean, and my, I always tell everybody with oysters, they say, do you prefer East Coast or West Coast? I said, where are you at? I mean, whichever coast you're closer to, that's what you should get. I mean, logistically, get them as soon as they can get out of the water. Are you a big oyster guy? Oh, big oyster guy, yeah. I don't really like them, but <laughs> when I lived in New York, I ate them all the time. Cause like every bar would have like dollar oysters. And so you're yeah, drinking yeah. and I'm like, it's only a dollar. And like, <laughs> I literally don't even like it. And I'm like, I'll take six. Why not? Is it a texture thing for you or is it? Well, I don't really know how to eat it. Like some people say you chew it. Some people say you just swallow it. So I always just swallow it. I don't really know what, what you're supposed to do. With anything. I think it's whatever you prefer. There shouldn't be. A, I mean, some people take it with a shot of whiskey. <laughs> is that what you do? <laughs> is that I the ian holmes it. method yeah oysters and bourbon i love that's my my go-to do you have any unpopular food opinions i think that leftovers get a bad rap i'll eat anything i mean i, I i'll put it all together i'll put japanese steakhouse on top of pizza and eat it the Ooh. next day <laughs> dude that's incredible and actually um one time my, my followers hated this but one time for instagram i thought it'd be cool to order a white a white slice of pizza and put a lobster roll on top of the pizza. I was like, this is baller as hell. Two things <laughs> yeah. in one. Everyone was so offended. They're like, you're ruining the pizza. You're ruining the lobster. You're going to get oh, diabetes. Man. Like people hated it. <laughs> Would you try that? A lobster roll pizza? Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, it was delicious. It had crunch. It had butter. I mean, it was very gluttonous. If you're gluttonous, like that's a big win for you. 
Yeah, it sounds amazing. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. You guys definitely care. You can tell that you care a lot and your recipes are delicious. Are you the mastermind behind these recipes or how did you come about these recipes? So when actually when the when this all started, the pandemic started, one of my favorite restaurants was Sycamore Cafe in German Village in, uh, in Columbus. And their sous chef I had become friends with over the years just by delivering there. And he started, he was a line cook at one point and just by talking to somebody over and over again, he eventually becomes a sous chef, becomes a chef. And then he was, they, they closed for good. And then I contacted him and uh, he's been, he's been writing the recipes and making sure the quality control since then. The lobster fries, incredible, ridiculous. Oh, dude. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm going to eat as soon as we get off this. Dang, I'm jealous. And I saw you guys, when you posted your, um, your shrimp with the two different shrimp, that was crazy. Yeah, we were, we we're always trying to think of ways, I mean, to keep everything in the case as fresh as possible. We need to be cooking and turning everything so we can put new in the next day. So it's always, I'm going to, and I'm honestly surprised at how much that social media influences people's decisions to go eat. Like as soon as we put stuff up there, people come in. Yeah, I had to have that. I saw it on your Instagram, I had to have that. I'm like, this is so weird. It really is, man. It influences me. Like when I went to your place, I didn't even know that that you owned it. I just saw my buddy, Josh, shout out Josh, um, <laughs> the Columbus mouth, follow him. He's great. But he posted your food and it was like loaded lobster. The roll looked crazy. The French fries were nuts. I was like, I literally have to go. And then it was like a bonus treat that it was you. Like, that was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it blew my mind that you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I thought you were just helping me out. <laughs> no, dude, I wish. Like, it, I, I, my sister told me, she's like, yeah, that's Ian Holmes. Like, we went to high school together. And I was like, holy crap, I know Ian Holmes. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah I've known you a long time. So I actually remember you back in the rock and roll days. When did oh, you man. stop talking rock? When did you stop doing rock? <laughs> it's been, it's been probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. I, I'll still play this over the summer. I started playing some acoustic gigs again, just to, it was fun. I mean, on the patio and a reason to drink beer. Actually, my last show was on a uh, St. Patrick's day and then everything shut down the next day. Then I was, I'm, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm retired from playing music. <laughs> I'm not retired from drinking beer though. Oh, dude, never do that. <laughs> so was it something like you just got too busy with, with uh, seafood work and you fell in love with that and you kind of didn't have time for both Is it, or, or what, what kind of happened? It did. Yeah. And kind of, I mean, you start, life starts to happen. I mean, I started to get into, I was almost 30 and I was uh, getting home when you stop playing at 2 a.m., you get home at 4 a.m. and then work the next day, it starts to catch up with you. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to have a work-life balance. And I was, I was burning the candle at both ends. Did you ever go on like a, a proper tour or like a couple city tour? Yeah. I mean, we we weren't more than weekend warriors, like a, a Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the Midwest. I mean, we went as far as maybe Chicago and did, I mean, it wasn't anything we weren't, we weren't rock stars by any means, even though we thought we were. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You were a rock star to a lot of people. Did you ever have any fun, like on the road meals that you remember, like maybe a great diner or like just a really fun spot? I mean, we would just, we would go out of our way if we saw Del Taco, which they were like in the Northeast Ohio. That, that place, we would, we'd all lose our mind. It's so bad, but it was one of those guilty pleasures because we didn't have it at home. Whenever we passed a, a Del Taco, which I think they're actually coming to Columbus, maybe. thought I saw an article about that, but that was a, I mean, it's just junk food in the van. Is, 
That's all, that's all we ever ate. Yeah. You ever do like a flaming hot Cheeto? You a flaming hot Cheeto? I used to be a spicy guy. The older I get, the less I can take. I can't even, I mean, I used to love spicy wings. I'm, I'm a big baby now. I don't know what happened. Somebody said my gallbladder or something, but I'm no scientist. Now you're just washed up, man. <laughs> just washed up. You had a good run, bro. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Being that you have all these, I feel like you're always around fancy, high quality seafood. Is it possible for you to just have like a casual, like a B grade, C grade food, or are you kind of like got high end taste now? Yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, I still enjoy a greasy burger and I mean, I'm like, yeah, you know, Thurman in town. I mean, I'll, I, I'll eat that kind of stuff all day. And the funny thing is when I go to a fancy restaurant, I don't, I'm a steak guy. <laughs> I'm around all the seafood all the time. I want a steak. Hell yeah, dude. What's your temp? Mid-rare? Yeah, mid-rare, yeah. Yeah, right. You're a medium well and you know it. <laughs> Whatever. Just you know where I come from. <laughs> What makes a great dining experience in your opinion? Uh, I mean, for me, a lot of it is the interaction. There's, I've, I've had mediocre food places before and would, I would come back because the server was so nice or the, just the atmosphere, they made me feel welcome. They, you know, I mean, I, I think a whole, a lot of the thing that I've built this whole thing on is remembering people's names and faces and actually caring. And a lot of people, a lot of places now, I feel like I'm like the old man telling you that kids don't care anymore, but I'm like, I just, there's a, a generational gap there where I feel like I, I, and I'm genuinely interested in most people I talk to. Like That's how I remember. I, I try to find a common ground with them and food happens to be a good one when you're built like me. <laughs> Do you actively seek out restaurants? Are you at a point now where you're established and restaurants come to you for seafood? A lot, it's more of them coming to me now than it is the other way around. I was never good at cold calling anyways. If I'm like a salesperson, they call me. If I, if I need something, I'll go find it. I don't need you to tell me that I need it. Like I used to just, I would show up with a gallon of scallops to a nice restaurant and say, here, try these. And then they would call me back and say, those are the best scallops I've ever had. How do I get those? And I'm like, okay, here, now we can start this. (laughs) Like, what if I go in there and say, and I can beat all your prices. And I just like, I mean, I would dress in shorts and a t-shirt and the guy, the sales guys that are in there have a briefcase and a tie and like I'm tattooed. I mean, all these chefs are like, wait a second, I'll listen. If he has a great product, I'd rather talk to that guy than than old uh, schmuck in the suit. Right. Get out of here, you square. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. I'm also, I'm, I'm a horrible salesman myself. I tried cold calling restaurants to try to like run their social media and like just kind of introduce myself, but I hated it. I did like 12, I called like 12 (laughs) places and I was like, nah, this ain't, this ain't it. Like it makes me right now on my back of my neck. I'm like, God, I hate that feeling. (laughs) Just trying to call people and ask them. I'm popular on the internet. Can I help you? (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, is like, I, I do value my social media and I think it does have value, but I'm just an awful salesman. I get too nervous. And like, so now what I do is I just support a place. I'll go to a place and usually I'll post. And then a lot of times they'll ask me to come back on the house or something, which, which that's cool too. Do people ask you, I mean, seek you out to do promotion for them now? I mean, you would think they have to. They do. Yeah. Like once I hit, once I hit 50,000, then, then places started reaching out and stuff. Do you sell your soul or do you actually have to like it? I, I personally, the thing is, is yes, I would sell my soul, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I haven't had that kind of money yet. So as of <laughs> yeah. now, uh, I only do things that I like. Okay. Um, but that being said, if like, 
I haven't had McDonald's in years, but if McDonald's was like, hey, we'll pay you X amount, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> the Anthony O'Double. I'll yeah, eat it. dude. <laughs> of course, dippy, dippy, man. Let me get some chicken nugs in there. Dip away. But honestly, right now, like I literally only post food I like. And actually, um, a restaurant invited me in and I didn't like it. And so I told him, I was like, look, I can Venmo you for the money. Like, I, I'm not going to post this. And they were very gracious and were like, don't worry about it. You know, we're, we're sorry you didn't like it. But as of right now, I only post what I like. Okay, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a business owner, say you invited me in. I'd rather you do that, yes. Would you <laughs> rather me tell you like, hey, I didn't like this? Exactly. Then I can tell them we need to work on it instead of telling the whole world we need to work on it. Exactly. Well, that's the thing too about my account is... Um, I'm only nice. If I don't like a place, I won't post it. That's good. I feel like restaurants are trying their best. And yeah, I agree. Especially when it comes to service. Like I'm not a Yelper. I don't write like bad service reviews. Although I take that back. I did go to a taco place in Reynoldsburg. The food was amazing, <laughs> but it was the worst experience of my life. I had to leave a negative review. The menus were sticky. The tables were sticky. Oh, God. You ever go to a restaurant and you're just like, I'm going to get diarrhea. <laughs> Buddy, my whole life was the area. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And the food actually tasted great, but the service w- was so, so bad. It was like above and beyond bad. Like in your, really? I was like, am I on a prank show right now? What's happening? <laughs> so have you had any influencers or whatever try to reach out to you for free seafood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's happening more often now than I had before. I, I'm a sucker for that anyways. Like if I can... If it costs me a lobster roll and they write something to their 2,400 followers, I'm like, what, it's whatever, yeah. Ooh, Coming that was super specific. You have a specific person in mind. I love it. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I can look her up right now. We'll dish oh, off God. air, man. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't even know if she even wrote a review for us. She just got a free lobster roll. Dang, she played you, bro. <laughs> that's cool I think that's really cool you're just such a nice guy you're so like giving and gracious you're like hey you have 48 followers okay you can have a free sandwich I, there's there's a lot more things to get up in arms about than I mean a, a blogger trying to make a name for themselves you know I mean do I think a lot of it is that they're not going to survive probably but yeah I mean I hope everyone survives I hope everyone thrives so if Absolutely. they that helps me out in the long run that's great but I'm here to all that do you feel like because you have such good connections with people and you have such a high quality product would you say that's why you're still surviving because these are crazy times yeah I would I mean that's how I survived even before this I mean there's bigger companies in town that could have ate me up but like I said I care about they the people that I care about know and they care about me as well I mean when you have somebody that is passionate about what they do it's kind of infectious. I mean, I went to a wine dinner with this guy and he was telling us so much information. I'm like, I just want to hug that guy. He knows, I don't even really like wine. I like getting drunk, but just stuff like that. When people are passionate about what they do, it's, it's infectious. And it, I mean, I feel like that has saved me for 10 years now. What made you want to get into the seafood game? The only reason, I mean, it was when I was trying to be a rock star. I took a job driving a truck for a seafood company two days a week. And I mean, I've always loved seafood and I was like, sweet, I can get a discount on seafood and I can make a little bit of money during the week. Then I learned more and more about it. And my, my boss started to take a little advantage of me. And I saw what he was making, what I was making and what it would take for me to split off. And I, I did it and I never looked back. 
Dude, that's awesome. So when you first jumped off and went on your own, what was your first purchase? Was it a refrigerated truck or yeah. what? Yeah, it was a dock high refrigerated truck, a piece of junk. <laughs> Would you say that Columbus has a good sushi option? Because I feel a little weary being in the Midwest eating sushi. Like that might be my coastal elitism talking from when I live there. But do you think Columbus has good sushi? You should be weary. No, I mean, there's there's some places that I would eat at, but there's also some places that I've seen what they're working with and I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't partake. I don't, let's put it this way. I'll eat at the places that buy their seafood for me. <laughs> nice. What would you say, what are your top three sushi places in Columbus? If you, if you can think of three. I mean, I eat at Fusion in Grove City, which is just so weird, but they spend, they buy quality product and I'm, they're happy to do so. They charge a premium for it, but they put out great quality. I don't, I don't feel like I'm gonna get sick there. Uh, Kuma I eat just cause it's right next to the North Market there. And, and there's a, inside of the North Market downtown, there's a Nita's, I'll eat there. There's actually the guy who is opening his sushi stand in the North Market in Bridge Park, Kintsugi, he does the ramen downtown and he does a really good job. I'm excited to eat at this place cause he does things right too. I mean, Dude, I love ramen. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredible. If there's anything that you want to talk about, any great dining experience or anything just in general, here's your time to shine. I don't know. I guess I, I like all your, your leading questions. That was made me feel real, real comfortable with talking about everything. You're good at this. Dude, thank you so much, man. I love ending on a compliment. Um, I love (laughs) a compliment for you too. Um, You're incredibly nice and humble and you've been like beloved for years with the the rock stuff and now the seafood stuff and you're still just humble and sweet and uh, i'm really glad you did the podcast thank you so much thank you man i'm really proud of you as well